Thanks for staying tuned to Organic Matters, wherever you found me. I did the first part of the show on perennial gardening, and it really works. It's much, much more efficient once you get it put in. It's a little bit more trouble to get started, but I hope you'll go back if you haven't and listen to that part of the show. Now we're going to talk about things literally that are good for your gut. I don't have a better way to say it. A few just, it'll be a little rundown of several things I've come across that I've, I, I get on my kicks. Sometimes I almost get on the kick so much that I ignore other parts of the food world, so I try to balance myself out. One that I get off and on a lot is yogurt and kefir, both of which are really pretty good for you unless you're lactose intolerant. Look for kefirs and yogurts that have live, active cultures. They'll even say on the, like, bifidobacteria or lactobacillus, and some of them will even give you great numbers. But, but you want to look to make sure that, that it's a real living product. If you do find the live cultures, it has a tendency to literally boost your gut health. And a friend of mine years ago turned me on to it because he had what's called IBS, an irritable bowel syndrome. And the thing that helped him the most was to get into his kefir and his yogurt on a regular basis. A kind of a warning, though, avoid products with additives that say on them like soil lefacins or carrageenans, which decrease the diversity of the health gut bacteria itself. Choose options with little or no added sugar. I have no added sugar with mine, which uh, has a tendency to negate the beneficial effects. It kind of fights it. Kind of weird, even the health uh, food stores and health food makers make really good beginnings and then want to add things to it that are not really as good for you. Strange. Let's take a minute here and I'll talk about fiber which we all know we need. As a matter of fact, uh, a woman should have about 22 grams a day, an adult woman, men about 28. And there's no need for supplementation if you have a proper diet. If your diet consists of vegetables and whole grains, which I don't do a lot of, fruits, nuts, legumes, you probably don't need a supplement. However, a lot of us just can't get that kind of fiber into our systems or we don't take the time to. If so, you can go find some supplements that are, are good for you. Just be sure, again, that they don't have sweeteners and sugars and chemical additives in the supplement itself. There you go again, it'll counteract what it's actually been made to do for you. Now let's talk about something that we know is good for you, and that is sauerkrauts and kimchi. Fermented foods such as sauerkraut and kimchi increase the diversity in your microbiome and decrease inflammation proteins linked to conditions that include rheumatoid arthritis, type 2 diabetes, and other inflammatory problems uh, in your system. And here my caution is, I have to do my cautions. So you've got to look for products that are labeled lacto-fermented, and here's the one that's hard to find, unpasteurized. Again, you're trying to get a healthy biome in your system, and then the world wants to, the government, I guess it is, wants to pasteurize it. Well, that's counterintuitive. One thing I'll give you here, too, is look for these products in the refrigerated section of wherever you're buying your groceries. A lot of these that are the ideal example are sauerkraut. Boy, they look so healthy sitting on the shelf. But if you read it, this is a beautiful product, but yet they still want to put preservatives in it. I guess, so it's got an even longer shelf life. I don't know. These things are best found in the refrigeration department of your wherever you're buying your groceries. 
just a couple of products I won't give you a big talk about, but that have come up to me when I'm having the uh, shows I do or the conversations. I, matter of fact, I just did a seminar a, a few weeks back. One's ka- kombucha. The others, some of these probiotic supplements. Well, from what I've been able to find, first, in, in the way of kombucha, the ones you get, invariably, I guess if you make your own, it might be an exception, but nobody does that very often. They're so full of sugar and other things that, that, that even though they have health benefits, if they were done properly off the shelf, are usually that's not true. The same with probiotic supplements. There's some question from the FDA itself that the products... Uh, may not do anything what's listed on the label really doesn't get down where you need it in your system not that you can't get probiotics that would work but that's something you might want to study a bit more find out the origination of it or probably a really better idea is get back to making yourself eat and be aware of a rounded out diet hate to keep doing this get away from ultra pasteurized and pasteurized those are to make things last longer they're not to make them healthier for you yes there was a time when milk was dangerous many many years ago because of the way it was handled right now i have a real rough time finding real raw unpasteurized milk you can get it and you can get it legally but they've done everything they can to make it as hard as possible for you to find folks the, the chances of it hurting you are far, far uh, less than how much good it can do for you. Ultra-pasteurization especially basically kills everything that's living in that product that you're eating. And I'm guilty sometimes of using it. I do drink coffee. I happen to like cream in my coffee. I can't always find unpasteurized milk or cream. So I will use it, but I don't use it thinking it's doing my body any good. In a nutshell, if you pardon the pun, these few things I went through, and there's lots more, are actually just feeding your microbes. Uh, people don't realize that your gut bacteria and, and what lives inside of you is a big percentage of your entire body. I've even read, and I don't know this as pre- perfect science, that you have as much weight and as much living in you as you are. It's a very important part of your entire system, and it needs to be taken care of if you want to take care of yourself. Well, I guess while I'm on my kick for this show, let me throw in one other product that I, at least once a year or twice, have to do a little show on. I was successful this year at growing some of the best I've grown in several years, and that's garlic. So here's a little rundown I did on garlic, I think, sometime last year, but I'll throw it into this part of the show. And if you haven't gotten into garlic, folks, it is one thing you can use regularly that really is good for you. I have a friend who grows it. He has one of the largest garden areas full of nothing but garlic I've ever known. And he actually carries extra ones with him. So if he offends anybody, he says, here, you chew on one and we, we won't offend each other. But he's kind of serious about it. So anyway, give a listen. This is a little rundown on one of, I think, one of the special foods that most of us Now let's do a little update on the studies of one of my favorite condiments called garlic. Garlic comes from Central Asia originally and Northeast Iran. However, it is a seasoning that is used all over the world now. This spice is a relative to onions, leeks, chives, and shallots. It is readily used for cooking and sauteing. The perks of garlic are many and the health benefits have made many people its fans. 
The most popular benefit of garlic is its ability to boost the immune system with its powerful ability to fight infection. Garlic contains antibacterial, antifungal, and antiviral properties. Garlic in the raw form can be rubbed on skin conditions uh, that are fungi, virus, or even bacterial. One of the components called ajoni can help fight yeast infections. Garlic can also boost immunity. This spice is absolutely loaded with vitamin C. It also contains a high amount of potassium, which means it helps with the absorption of many other nutrients. The smell itself clears up lung and throat problems in many conditions. It helps fight off fatigue. It also helps with digestive problems. Garlic is a major fighter against cancer. There's actually some more studies going on that they may learn concentrations are extremely effective. Studies have linked garlic consumption to a decreased risk for breast, stomach, colon, esophageal, and pancreatic cancer. Garlic is an anti-inflammatory. This spice contains a diol sulfide and a thiacrimonone, which have both proven to have anti-arthritic properties. The regular consumption of garlic helps to block the growing progress of fat cells, which can help ward off obesity because of its sulfur-containing compounds. Garlic can help cleanse the body of toxins. It activates the liver enzymes to get rid of waste. It helps with earaches, of all strange things, when warmed up and dropped into the ear. My mother used to do that with a little added uh, one drop or so of olive oil. It's a great mosquito repellent. If you have skin warts, it'll actually, with regular use, get rid of the warts. When boiled and drank as a tea, it can help get rid of a cough. In some cases, it helps to to at least lightly cook the garlic or steam it because it releases some other alyssums. Uh, cooked garlic can help lower cholesterol. Slightly cooked garlic can help lower blood pressure. Garlic is quite the superfood and incredibly great for our health. The more we study it, the more we find out. It might make your breath not smell the best, but the benefits far exceed a little um, aftertaste and inconvenience. The trick is to have a little parsley around which actually negates the smell of garlic. Beyond using it in so many different recipes, not just traditional spaghettis, garlic is something that we can all have a lot more of. Garlic comes in fresh form, powdered, crushed, you name it. A little garlic a day can really help keep poor health away and is an incredible home remedy that is easy, convenient, and even tasty. And here I might add, in addition to all that, it grows very well here in our part of the country. It should have already been in the ground, but if you haven't put it in the ground, go get some and do it. You can even use a number of the cloves that you can buy at the local grocery stores. I prefer, and I do buy, only organic garlic, just because sometimes they spray it when they, when they move it, and I'm not sure what they spray it with, but it costs a little more. Or you can get garlic sets from most uh, plant house and number of uh, other places that sell nursery plants here in the area. So, hey, put garlic on your list. Can't do you any bad, and it might do a lot of good. While we're talking about garlic, something that I should bring up and I don't always tell everybody. Planting it. Plant your own by all means. It's not expensive at the store, but there's so many varieties you wouldn't believe. They're all excellent. They have, all have different. Uh, some are a lot hotter. Some are a lot sweeter. And you have to find the ones you like. The secret is you plant them in the fall. 
even up north last year, I was up in the D.C. area, planted them in October or November. They went through snows, everything, came up and had some of the prettiest garlic that I've grown in a long time. I live now in Texas. I put mine in in October or November. I get my first good garlics by April or May, and then some of the later ones into June. And that's all you need to know. Put them in, and they're almost a set it and forget it. If you've got a decent garden and you just take mediocre care of it, you're going to get some excellent garlic if you get them in early and give them time to mature. And may as well add this on, too, since I'm running about a minute ahead than I usually do. Think also of leeks. Think also of uh, spring onions or scallions. All the alliums, this is all one family, uh, the more we learn about them, the more we realize just how how good they are for us. We've always underutilized them because they have a little pungent and they have, but really, as foods go, it's one of the safest and best things you can eat on a regular basis. Thanks for staggering along with me for today. <laughs> but I appreciate you tuning in Organic Matters. When I get back, incidentally, however, I don't know how this thing times out. It depends on where you're getting it, on which podcast or which radio station. But I'm going to talk a little bit about the weather. This is a current show. And it's been exceptional where I am. And as a matter of fact, it's been exceptional all across this nation. And we'll talk about that in, in just a little bit.